What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? 25. Oh, man. <laughs> you already know. What it is? It's been a long time, guys, and I apologize. We've been taking 8,000 years uh, to holler at y'all. Um, but I'm back. Uh, if you want to let you know, uh, God knows what's good. Um, me and my boy, you know, everybody knows my main man, JT. Um, going to agree, uh, going to a city field later. I cannot wait for that. Watch the uh, Mets and Yanks uh, be the rubber match. So I'm talking to Xavier last night. He was getting mad. He was like, "Yo, man, I'm mad at the Mets." And like, I'm like, "Like they might, they may come back though, because they actually took the lead at one point. Um, they tied it up. I don't think they took the lead, but uh, actually, they were actually were coming back. I was like, "They ain't gonna win this game. They, they haven't come back to win all year. They have the most one run losses, you know, in baseball. You know what I'm saying? Like they either have a lead." Keep it or blow it, right? But if they're down, they don't come back. I don't really remember any comeback win this year. I mean, be honest with you. I mean, we lost like so many games in a row, so it's hard to remember like a comeback uh, win from us. <laughs> you know, because you know we've lost so many games. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But um, anyway, can't wait for that. Uh, can't wait to go to that later. I'll let you guys know uh, next week how it all went. Um, we got to, uh, we're gonna talk about some boxing real quick because you guys know me in boxing. And I was, I don't know how the, the belt fort Holyfield fight, I don't know how that was like legal. Yeah, you, you, you know what I'm saying? You know, it, it's funny because boxing, like, it's you give us the fights that we don't want that we're not asking for, right? And you guys have heard me say this before, but. They they love giving us fights, right? That we don't ask for, that we don't want. The fights we do want, nah, we're not gonna give it to you. We're we're, we're gonna force so and so to fight so and so, but we're not gonna have. It's just like what, like what? Oh my! So I entered the pool last night. Um, I I, got, I won a few bucks, you know, uh, in the pool last night. So um, I got seven out of eight right. Uh, the only one I didn't get right um, was I. Th- you know what? This, and this was my fault. And you listen, Vito Pro Forty Four, um, and um, uh, Holyfield Fifty Eight. Right. So I was one bet. I was one correct answer off from getting another seven bucks. But whatever. So um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people had this going the way it was gonna go. Um, but yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the. I'm looking at it right now. Pretty much everybody had it uh, the way it was going to go. But I had, um, yeah, a lot of people had Evander Holyfield. I'm looking at it right now. A lot of people had Evander Holyfield winning. Um, a lot of it had, <laughs> they had Evander Holyfield by this. They really trusted Evander Holyfield. As um, I said, were they a knockdown first rounds? A lot of people said no. They really believed in Holyfield. Um, when will the fight end? I said rounds three to four because I believed Holyfield was at least going to last that long, but that was galactically stupid on my end. He's 58 years old and I, and I had so much belief in Evander Holyfield. He was going, I thought you, I knew he was going to get knocked out. I, I figured he'd at least last two rounds. <laughs> I was like, round three, he's going to go. Right. Round three, he's going to go. You know, I, I underestimated uh, Vitor Belfort, and I should have had it, and that's how I should have had it. I, I, I should have had it the first round. But it was a Vander Holyfield. What do you want me to do? You know, four-time heavyweight, cha- you know, heavyweight champion. 
of the world, you know, like what, what I mean, but again, you know, age uh, was a factor, obviously. He called up Jake Paul. Listen, I don't want to see Jake Paul versus another MMA guy. I don't think we want to see it. Now, I know Vitor Belfort's more of a striker. I know, guys, you, you know me. I know my MMA. We know Vitor Belfort's more of a striker. I know. Um, listen, you, you beat Evander Holyfield, who is 58 years old, Vitor Belfort. Let's pump the brakes now. I'm not saying that he can't beat. Jake Paul, you know, sort of that, you know, be careful what you wish for type thing. Um, but, you know, I, me personally, it is time. If he were to go against Vitor Belfort, I hope this, if that does happen, um, I hope this is the last time he goes against an MMA guy. He needs to go against a real boxer. A boxer, and that is just their discipline. They have no other discipline, you know. But like, yeah, well, we know Vito Belfort's not known for striking. He's not known for submissions. That's not what he's known for. Um, like Tyrone Woodley, wrestler, you know, but did more striking in MMA. Really didn't do any submissions. Been asking wrestler, you know, and then you know, and then, you know, he beat you know, uh, you know, Nate Robinson, you know, and two other YouTubers. You know, that's you know, I mean, this is pretty much Jake Paul's track record. Right now, so if the Vitor Belfort fight does happen, which I hope it does not, but if it does, um, I hope this is the last MMA guy that he fights. In my personal opinion, um, he, I think I would like to see him against a, a real boxer. You know, you guys know who you know, I've said it before. Said it again, you know, Paul Maglinali. You know, so you know, someone like that. Um, you know, I don't know if, you know, you know, Ricky Hatton. It's a, it's a, I mean, you know, I don't know how, you know, I mean, those guys got to be in their 40s now. I, I don't know. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of somebody like mid-level around Jake Paul's age who, because he fights at like 185, 190, you know. So, so I mean, it's not a lot of like guys like that walking around trying to fight Jake Paul, you know, you know. You know, um, but, you know, I don't know how big Miguel Cotto can get. That would be interesting. Miguel Cotto versus Jake Paul. I think that would be that would be something cool to watch. <laughs> uh, in my personal opinion, I'd like to see Miguel Cotto versus Jake Paul. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on board for that. Or uh, Juan, uh, uh, Juan Manuel uh, uh, Marquez. Um, I would like to see that, you know, uh, when Mayo Marquez knocked out Manny Pacquiao, I'd like to see that. Um, you know who I, um, <laughs> you, you know who I'd like to see? I already got the name. He won't do it. He won't do it. But I think it would be awesome if he did do it. If Andre Ward fought Jake Paul. That's what I would love to see. Whether or not that happens, I think that should be the next fight. I just thought of it right now. Andre Ward, it's perfect because Andre Ward's not that old. He's like he's like my age. You know, he retired. Actually, he might be younger than me. He retired at like age 30. He retired really young. And he always looks great on camera. I, I think if, you know, 
I think if you throw enough money at Andre Ward, I think he'll do it. Now, he has worked with other boxers and, you know, his work with top rank right now. So I don't know um, if, you know, if he'll be able to because, you know, because they're fighting on Triller, um, you know. So would Bob Arum let Andre Ward go to knock out Jake Paul quick? You know, and believe me, I don't think Jay Paul wants it with Andre Ward. All he's got to do is uh, go on YouTube and be like, you know what? Maybe not yet. But you know what, though? I think but I think if he could beat Andre Ward, I think Canelo would be interested. <laughs> he might be like, hmm, maybe. You know, because I don't, th- you know, um, if, if, if Jake Paul is waiting until he's 10 and 0, to fight, you know, Canelo Alvarez, you know, that would make sense, um, you know, but, you know, if you pass Andre Ward and fight seven or eight, you know, if he's seven and one, when Jake Paul loses, he goes away. He goes away. Because if he loses against Andre Ward, he can't fight. Vitor Belfort beat Vitor Belfort. You know, he can't even beat Daniel Cormier because, you know, he wanted to fight Daniel Cormier. He can't even beat Daniel Cormier after losing to Andre Ward, like on back. Like, no, you got to fight a real boxer. You lost to a boxer. You need to fight a boxer. That's how it works. It's not the other way around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's not going to work. It's not going to work that way. Or if you beat a Vitor Belfort after losing to Andre Ward, you have to fight another boxer. You know, that's how it works. You know, you know, um, I don't know, but I, I, I'm on board with that. I'm going to, I'm going to call a campaign. Andre Ward versus, uh, Jake Paul. Let's make that happen. Um, we saw, uh, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I do like tennis and, um, we got Emma uh, Radkanu. She won the U.S. Open. Uh, she was going as another teenager. Uh, listen, I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I, I think, me, me personally, to be honest, you know, I mean, she's not, you know, she's ranked like 75th in the world. Um, listen, I'm excited, guys. I'm excited. Because, listen, Naomi Osaka has her own interests. And that's tennis's best interest, right? And, listen, I do admit, though. There's a lot of baddies in tennis. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of hot girls in tennis. Not going to lie. Um, but, you know, whether or not personality, whether they can sell the sport, I don't know. I, I hope, you know, you know, Emma starts winning, um, you know, and starts, you know, you know, or, you know, is at least starts becoming a semifinalist or a quarterfinalist, you know, ends up being top four consistently in these uh, majors. Um, I hope that because Naomi needs to go away. We have another soccer player. I don't remember her name. I don't remember her name. She's like, I need to step away from the sport for mental health. And I was like, bitch, we don't even know who you are. And then ESPN blasting that. Only to put it up because it said mental health. That's a new thing. That's the buzzword right now. Mental health. No, it's mental weakness. That's what it is. Get over it, man. Figure it out. You know. 
Like, listen, we already know about the mental health thing. We don't need, to, you know, it's like everybody's saying, oh, I've had mental health issues. Oh, my God. Yo, get over it. I, I don't want to hear it anymore. Cause it's like, it's not, it's almost, like I said, it's a buzzword now. Like, it doesn't even mean anything anymore. You know, when you say you have it, it's almost like, it's like a, the cold. It's like, who, oh, mental, oh, you know, anything, because anything can be satisfied. Oh, I got the sniffles. I got, I must have a cold. Woke up sneezing. I must have a cold. You know, it's like anything is like a mental health. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, it's disparaging. Are there real people who have issues? Yes, I, listen, I acknowledge that. And I'm not ignorant to that. You know, there's some people who just can't get it together, you know, who need meds. You know, uh, I'm, listen, in extreme extreme circumstances, we, we know some people need some meds, right? Totally get it. Like, you know, like, something off with that person. Something ain't right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just know, right? You know, is that per- hopefully that person's like, you know, on something, you know, try to even them out. You know, <laughs> you know, we all know them type of people. But if you ain't them type, you know, you know what I'm saying? The one with the clinical, medical, you know, you know, uh, you know, you know, disorder or issues. You know, saying what's the disorder? We're gonna get clinical, right? You know, I'm not clinical guy. You know, disorder. I got it. You know what I'm saying? But it's like I said, it's just one person says it, and now uh, oh, everybody else is. You, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, uh, it's just like, come off it, man. And this is gonna be the next new wave, and you know, we're gonna have to deal with this for the next four or five years. Then it's gonna be something else that's gonna be an issue. Different to deal with for that for the next four or five years. This, this all comes in waves, but you know what doesn't, you know, what should start coming in waves? Mental toughness. We need to start saying that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going through something, you know, I, I would, you know what, it doesn't need to be broadcasted. Especially with this mental health thing. Like, there's so many people that could be an advocate for it. So it's almost like, you know what, it's like, that. it's almost like people are just trying to make it as news. And it's... And it's like it's disparaging for the people who are actually really going through stuff. I feel more sorry for them because people are trying to like popularize mental health and like you know and just say like, oh yeah, I'm going through mental health. They're like you need for attention. And there's other people like I'm not I'm like not doing this for attention. I got like real problems. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel sorry for them. So I hope Emma has her thing together. I hope she's ready to be a star. You know what I'm saying? And if she's not ready to be a star, be a star your own way, boo. Do it your way, right? You know, do it with class. Do it with dignity, right? You know, you know, do the media thing. Go, you know, talk to the media. Do what you got to do. If you got to, you know, even if you got to do a Marshawn Lentz, I'm only here so I just don't get fined. We've heard Serena Williams say that before too. Just you know, you know if you gotta say that, I'd have respect for you. Like I said, I respect Serena and I respect Marshawn Lynch for saying that. I'm only here so I don't get fined. You know, do your obligation. Be respectful towards the sport. You know what I'm saying? WTA is the money that pays you. You know what I'm saying? That's the company that pays you. You know what I'm saying? Yo, just be respectful. Do your side businesses, get them endorsement deals, do what you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? No, it's like she like lost. Oh, 
I'm going to take a break from the sport for a while. Like, yeah, please take a break. Just go away. You know, I'm glad everybody was like on Instagram clowning her when I was reading the comments. I'm, I'm, I'm like, yes, I'm glad everybody was clowning her. You know what I'm saying? Because it's, it's like, it's like, oh, you, like, you win. Oh, you good. Oh, you, oh, you all fine when you win. And when you lose, oh, I got mental health issues. I need to take a break from this sport. Just go, go away. All right. Oh, goodness, man. Um, I know you guys were anticipating my podcast last week. Um, Certified Lover Boy, Drake Donda, um, came out within days of each other. Um, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, Kendrick Lamar announced, announcing his album. So Kendrick Lamar said he was coming out with an album, Drake and uh, Kanye, you know, uh, what was it saying? Having a sword competition? Yeah. <laughs> they got all scared and shit. Who's going to release the album first? Um, D- Donda, I, 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 I just, it's like with Kanye, it's like I didn't know what he was doing. Like he's he's like half explaining his relationship with what happened with Kim, and then he's half gospel. But it wasn't Jesus's King gospel. It, it, you know, it, it was to me. Usually, a Kanye album's not all over the place, but it wasn't all over the. I won't say it was all over the place. It just wasn't. It wasn't what I expected. I expected it to be a little better. I, you know, I wish he had just not done the God thing. People were just like throwing God in lyrics, and it really had nothing to do with religious things at all either. Some people were. He didn't really name the features on the songs, which was weird. Apparently, Soldier Boy was supposed to be on the album. Kanye cut his verse out, and then Soldier Boy got mad, and Kanye said we're gonna work together on something else, which he probably will. Soldier Boy, listen, listen. If your verse was hot. It would have been on an album, my personal opinion. No, I wasn't a big fan of Jay Z's verse. You know, everybody knows me. Like Jay Z's the greatest rapper of all time. I wasn't a big fan of Jay Z's verse. You know, um, you know. So I mean, I do admit though, I love Jay Z. The last couple of verses he's been on, I really haven't been the biggest fans of. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know. Sorry, not sorry. You know, I really wasn't the biggest fan of his verse on that one. Um, you know, and this one, I can't name one punchline. Jay-Z's always at the punchlines. You know, uh, goes at the bars. I can't name one bar off that song. You know, um, I don't think, I don't want to say it's age, you know, but I don't know what's going on with Jay. Um, but that's, uh, but I don't know. But um, I, yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of this album. And listen, we're going to talk, and listen, and the whole thing, he's trying to put this legal team to try to get Larry Hoover out. Listen, Larry, Larry Hoover. Right, you know, you you guys hear his names on rap lyrics, you know. All right, so you know, some of you hip hop heads, you guys know, you know, you know, BMF, the record company he started with with uh, with his friend, right? That that was like a front for his drug dealing. You know, what I'm saying he had a way to get out in the record industry. He still wanted to sell drugs, right? You, you know what I'm saying? So. You know, he this you know, he literally what wrecked communities, wrecked families. And he didn't have to do that. He could have, you know, built an, an amazing black business. A black owned business. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? You know, kind of like what LeBron's doing. It, 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 you know, with uh, you know, with Maverick and you know, and Rich Paul. He could have done that. 
Kind of like, you know, look at the Jay-Z fruit, you know, you know, him and Dame Dash, Kanye West. You, you, you know, he could have done something like that. And elected not to, you know, you know, Dr. Dre with aftermath, you know, um, you know, you know, and then, you know, I, you know, you know, I know Eminem is white, but look, you know, you could have built a business and helped other people get on, you know, up to Eminem, right? Eminem who founded 50 Cent, 50 Cent with G unit, you know. He could, you know, Larry Hoover could have been that. He didn't want to be that, you know. Jay-Z was a drug dealer. Jay-Z didn't use Rockefeller Records as a front to sell drugs. <laughs> you know, you know, Jay-Z the hustler, right? Well, shoot, if I can sell drugs, I can sell records. If I sell records, I can sell clothes. Larry Hoover didn't have that. That mentality. You know what I'm saying? You know, then Jay-Z started making movies, you know, things of that nature. You know, listen, I can sell vodka. You know, Armadale Vodka. Listen, Larry Hoover didn't have that mentality. So, you know, to try to get Larry Hoover out, I mean, whatever. But his son talking about, oh, I'm going to see my dad in such and such years and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's your dad's fault. He didn't have to do, he, he, <laughs> he didn't do any of that. You know, he was trying to com really combine that street life with the record industry, right? And, and we all saw Suge Knight was trying to do that, and that didn't work out for Suge Knight. Trying to run that street in the record. that You can't do both. It's one or the other. Jay-Z set up the blueprint. This is how you do it. You leave it alone. Right. Remember when uh, you guys, I know you guys have heard this story, you know, when um, when um, uh, Ready to Die wasn't selling and uh, and uh, Biggie was going to go to Baltimore or Virginia and, you know, you know, and to sell some crack, you know, and then, you know, Diddy was on his knees begging Biggie, do not go. Like this album is going to blow. Do not go. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you know, Biggie had, you know, Biggie made a choice. All right, I'm going to do the rap thing. Right? And it, you know, and it worked out. You, you know, the rest is history. You know, so, I, I, you know, this, you know, me, like, listening to this, like, Larry, who was, like, not, like, a good, you know, Maybe he's reformed since he's been in print. I don't know. I, you know. I'm not, you know, I'm not doing research on Larry Hoover like that. But for to try to, but his son didn't even try to say how, you know, he's, you know, couldn't even try to explain how good of a father he is. He said he really hasn't seen his father and this and that and blah blah blah. And it's just like I, you know, I feel for him. Believe me, I feel for him. You know, could me losing my dad at age 11, I feel for him. At the same time, though, like Larry Hoover could have done something. Really big. He could have been the next Jay-Z, but he chose not to be. You know, and I don't feel sorry for Larry Hoover at all. So that that's just my take on that. Um, I do admit, though, the song he did with uh, um, with uh, Andre 3000, though, that song, Fire. Um, uh, the Life of the Party song. Ooh. Yo, and he, he he went at Drake. 
Yeah, I, I don't I don't know if I heard anything. I haven't heard anything yet about uh Drake Saint responding, but yo <laughs> Yo, he was saying some things. So I wish that was on Donda, but it wasn't. Uh Junior though, that, that song's fire. Not you know, um the song he did with the weekend was pretty good. I like the weekend, yo. He's just you know, when when the weekend decides he wants to bring it, he like make any song hot. Um but um yo, but um other than that, Junior was awesome. That was about it. Um, and then we're, we're going to go jump right to Certified Lover Boy. Um, you know, some songs on Certified Lover Boy. I mean, I think it was clearly obvious that uh, Drake didn't write. He, he definitely had some ghostwriters um, on that. It, w- it was obvious. Um, especially if, if you listen to um, 7 a.m. on the bridal path. Listen, Drake. He tries to write schemes, and he's not bad at writing schemes. Scheme is um, when you talk about something, but you're not, um, you know, uh, really talking about it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, that's what a scheme is. And like, we, he's known for working with battle rappers. You know, um, you know, King of the Dot. That's his thing. Um, but um, it's it was obvious. I think you know. Some I think um, I think I think Daylight was on that. I think he wrote that. That's that's my that's my personal opinion. Um, like I said, just because the way he was, um, this is this is what the way he was writing. Like I'll give you an example of a scheme. I'm, I'm uh, with something I wrote. You know, you clowns ain't Petey Wise, and you know it, right? You know, so you clowns. Ain't Pennywise, and you know it. The movie It, right? Character's name is Pennywise, and he's a clown, right? So I'm not talking about the movie, but the whole sentence mentioned the whole movie. You know what I'm saying? Or theoretically, I said you clowns ain't Pennywise. I could be talking about it, but, you know, or I could not be talking about it, but you don't know, right? So that's an example of a scheme. And some of the scheme play was just too good. It was like beyond what we normally hear from Drake. Um, you know, he tried to do it on um, You Only Live Twice, but that sounded like something Drake would write. But on 7 a.m. Bridal Path, it was just too good, you know. Um, you know, it was what it was. I, You know, Way Too Sexy, Fire. Thank you, for Jason, for getting me on that song. Um, I thought that was fire. But everything else, you know, little, you know listen. Little Wayne was smart though. I mean, like I said, seven to a.m. on a broader path is good, but I don't think he wrote it. I I will say this though: you only live twice. There's a reason why Drake didn't rap last. There's a reason why he didn't rap. Yo, yo, Lil Wayne stole that song. He literally stole that song. I mean, it's gonna be a new world. I'll put Lil Wayne on your song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, when he said, "I'm born with these lines," I'm Adidas to you, bitches. Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Let's go. Yo, Lil Wayne destroyed it. Um, that's what Lil Wayne does, yo. He just, he just went in there. You know he just went in there and just spazzed. He's like, I'm just going to spaz on this. I'm just going to do my damn thing. And I don't care what anybody's got to say. And, and it, it was a joy to listen to. It was a joy to listen to. Lil Wayne just being Lil Wayne. You, you know? And I hope so. we all will get like a new project for Lil Wayne soon. Because like, he's, he's been killing it on these features yeah you know you know the Benny the Butcher song he killed it and you know 
Um, you know, he should have rapped last on that one. But you know what? I think he he rapped second just so we didn't have to listen to uh, um, Big Sean's verse. I still haven't heard Big Sean. I think I heard Big Sean's verse once. And then I think afterwards, I was like, I'm not going to listen to that Big Sean verse ever again. So, um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, timeless. The little Wayne killed it on that. Killed, you know, and uh, killed it on You Only Live Twice. So, I don't know, man. Lil Wayne, we need, we need an album. Fast, please. Uh, but yeah, Certified Lover Boy, I haven't listened to a little bit more than Donda. Uh, but other than that, you know, it was all right. You, you know, I wish, listen, the best album I've heard so far, and I hate saying this, I'm going to say it again, has been Jake Cole's The Offseason. That is the best album of this year. It is clearly the best album of this year. Um... You know, it's the it's the it's the most consistent themed lyrically. It's been con- it was consistent the whole time. There wasn't one song where you know one verses were like ex- like ex- were exceptionally better, like Drake's. You know, and then you know j- you know, and then you know he's repeating songs and putting different. And he's like remixing them, and you, you know that's what Kanye was doing. You know, but then you're talking about God, then you're talking about your relationship with Kim, and then like, what is this album? What am I listening to? Is this a gospel album? Or are you trying to explain what happened with your relationship? Is it, you, you know, what's going on? You know, like I said, that, that, that was just my issue with Donda. Lyrically, it was all over the place. You know, um, and that was my, and I, that was my issue with Donda. You know, I do want to say this though, but we're in the movies. Um, I gotta say, Shang-Chi, I was surprised. 75 million open a weekend. We're gonna find out what's gonna happen this weekend. We're gonna find out. I know, I know. All, all them YouTubers, though, that were hating on Shang-Chi, yo, none of them ate, they could not eat their humble pie. They could not eat it at all. It was served to them. Hot. None of them, you know, then they tried to make excuses. One, Heels versus Babyface said, uh, yeah, the reason why Shang-Chi did well because Marvel released. Um, the Spider-Man trailer, uh, online before the movie. So people want to see Shang-Chi because of the Spider-Man trailer. Yo, if that's not the weakest argument, man, you just, you played yourself. You played yourself. And then Jerry from Geeks and Gamers, you know, I've had issues with him. He was like, oh, I never said this and that and blah, 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 I don't, you know, I just said, that, you know, it didn't do well as well as this, and oh, whatever, listen, yo, Marvel got the cheat code, no, yo, listen, if it's Marvel, people, they're just gonna see it, because it's Marvel, just put Marvel on everything, that's what all these, you know, that's what we learned last weekend, you put Marvel on something, people are going to see it, <laughs> no matter what it is, <laughs> They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna see it. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I, I listen. I, I saw the. Tra- they did release another. Tra- this, this is what I said. Listen, and guys, listen to me. What I'm saying this to you. I said this on the last podcast. Do not release another trailer on Spider Man. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. They released another trailer on Venom Two. Yo, they got Tom Hardy doing comedy this whole time. I'm like, is that, is that what we're is that what we're gonna watch? You know, he's like having a conflict with Venom, and he's like having conversations and whatnot, and he's like talking to the talking to Venom and this and that. I'm like, yo, yo, man, I'm not watching that movie. And listen, I know you're gonna have Carnage in it, 
and you're and you're gonna have Woody Harrelson as Carnage. I think that's bad casting. I've already said I'm not gonna bore you guys. You already know who I thought should should be Carnage. Um, but I'm I listen. I didn't watch the first one because they tried the Copper Marvel with like a you know him fighting against another Venom. Apparently, I'm like, oh, that's what they did. They tried to they, somebody tried to copy the Marvel form. I know Kevin Feige was laughing. Oh, they tried to copy us. Oh, that's oh, that's cute. You know, you know. Listen, I you know, I I can like say. Sony's trying to do this whole thing. They're trying to have you know Spider Man characters without Spider Man, and it's just fucking stupid. You know, it doesn't work. You know, um, you know, I I I hope I hope this one works. You know, the only reason why Woody Harrison got the role because of the character that he played in Natural Born Killers. But but you know what? You, you know what? Cassidy isn't. I don't. His name is Carnage, and it's not because Carnage is just because of the the kills. It's his. He's got an energy, a phonetic energy. A, a Cassidy has this. You know, he's not this. You know, Mickey was just like, you know, um, you know, it was just like this. Like in Natural Born Kills, you know, his character was you know quiet and controlled. With his emotions, you know, he had an he had an intense focus, and Cassidy doesn't have that. Cassidy's crazy. He's like he's Cassidy's almost like the Joker. That's who Cassidy's like. Cassidy's like the Joker, and you needed somebody to have that type of energy. You know, I hope it, you know, I hope it works. The wig's obvious on Woody Harrelson, you know, so I, you know, at least they're trying to get Cassidy right, at least with the red hair. At least they're trying. <laughs> I'll give the props. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not excited. The CGI didn't look that great for, uh, for Carnage. So, you know, if that was supposed to be the trailer, it wasn't a trailer. That makes me want to see this movie. And... The second trailer really doesn't. I'm really gonna stay away. You didn't even put Cassie in the second trailer. So what? What you know? What I'm saying. So what? What are you doing? That's the whole point of this movie. Is because you got Cassie. You need to put Cassidy in the damn in each trailer. Anyway, I didn't mean to really go. I, I didn't really talk about Venom today, but it just happened to come up because of Marvel. But like I said, put Marvel on anything. You know what I'm saying? You you know, you got you know if the, you know if you got a uh a, a love movie coming out, you know, put Marvel on it. And, and they'll they'll see it just because it's got Marvel. People are just crazy insane for Marvel. You know, it's you know, they got this uh oh, man, it, it's just funny how people are with Marvel. So props to Shang Chi. We'll see how it does the second weekend. I said it was gonna be I did not think it was gonna do that well, and it absolutely did. So I was wrong. Unlike other people, I will say I'm wrong. And I was wrong about Shang Chi. We'll see what happens second week. You know, if second, you know, if it makes less than, you know, thirty-five million, I'm being conservative. I think Marvel's a little bit in trouble. But if it's above thirty-five million this second weekend, um, that I think that would be. I think Marvel would be extremely excited um, with that. Um, the new trailer for Matrix Resurrections finally came out. 
I don't even know what this movie is. Um, it it, it doesn't look matrixy. It I guess it wouldn't look matrixy because it's it's a different timeline. We don't even know what this is. We don't know what this is. Is this is Matrix Resurrections? We see Carrie Ann Boss. We see Keanu Reeves. We got new characters. So some characters are bringing back. Some characters there aren't. So we don't know what this movie is. You know what I'm saying? Um, some of the fight scenes look CGI. So obviously there's no, I don't know. I don't know if Yen Wu Ping's a part of this. Or at least get Corey Yen. You know, Samo Hung, you know. You know, was to, you know. Donnie Yen. I'm just naming some choreographers that I know and, um, and former directors. I didn't see any of that. I saw CGI martial arts movements, at least. And I hope that's not going to be the movie. Um, You know, I, I hope that's not going to be in the movie. But it looks bad. Not excited for it. Um, Will I watch it? Of course I'm going to watch it. You guys know I'm going to watch it. Um, yeah, um, Listen. Now, this is the first movie one of the Wachowski brothers uh, since they've transitioned. Um, I don't know which I don't know which one is which. I don't know if this was I don't know if Andy is Laura. I'm pretty sure Larry was it you know, the Andy and Larry's. I'm pretty sure Larry directed this because Larry's got to be Lana, I would think. Or maybe Andy's Larry, uh, uh, Lana. So I don't know who's Lana. I don't know if it's Andy or Larry who's Lana. I would assume Larry be. You know. Lana, I would assume that. I mean, they'll just make sense. Like if I was the transition, like if you suffered me with a transition into females, you know, and our new names were, uh, you know, Rachel and Yolanda, you would assume Yusef would be Yolanda, and um, you know, I would be you know Rachel or whatever name I just said. Yeah, you, know, you would assume that would be. You wouldn't assume that I'm Yolanda. And you suffer as Rachel. You wouldn't assume that if we transitioned to be females. That's all I'm trying to say. But um, <laughs> imagine you suffer me. <laughs> I'm just laughing. At, I'm just laughing at you suffering me transitioning. You know, we got some people gonna be offended why I was laughing. I was laughing at, you, at my the, the thought of my brother in me transitioning. That image. And our names, that, that's funny to me. But, uh, so hopefully no one got offended. You know, probably someone got offended. But anyway. Uh, but I do want to talk about the worst movie I ever saw on HBO Max. I would advise you not to see it because I'm going to spoil this whole damn movie. Movie is called Malignant. Um, some of you did see it. I don't know. Um, if you did see it, I feel sorry for you. And you should feel sorry for me. Worst movie Ever now, James Wan directed it. Um, oh my god, man! I, I'm trying to see where do I begin with this. You know, listen, I did like you know the movies he has been a part of before, right? You know the um, you know the Conjuring, you know things of that nature. Um, 
you know, I, I like those. You know, uh, he, you know, he directed uh, the first Saw. You, you know, that's how he got his name in this in the game. You know, with the Saw. You know, he also did Aquaman. Uh, you know, uh, you know. I mean, I wasn't. You know, I. I'm not the biggest fan. Like you know, he likes to do these twists. You know, uh, you know, in his in his stories, that's what he likes to do. Um, you know, that's what he's known for. Th- Listen, he wanted to do an original concept, right? I admit this was an original concept. He was meant for the big screen. I said on Twitter yesterday, it was not only was it not meant for the big screen. You know, like uh, voodoo or fan ding- like some of those things where you got like where you watch like the movies for free and they got the ads in the middle of the damn thing. That, that's what that's what this movie was. Now, I didn't know if, if this was serious. I'm watching this movie like, is this a joke? Like, I literally thought it was a joke. The music was stupid. Was was terrible. The music was funny. Like it was so terrible, it was funny. I'm like, oh, this is a joke. The white girl they had a plan. I don't know her name. Who cares about the name? This movie's the worst movie I ever saw. Never seen this actress before. Her, like her, like when she was like scared and whatnot. It was so like comical. So I'm just like. Uh, this is this is a like this is gonna be a comedy I think like I really thought it was gonna be a comedy and then I'm watching I'm like oh no this isn't a comedy like he's taking this like like serious like this is like he's like really trying to say something this CGI was horrific absolutely it was 2012 like it did not look like something for 2021. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. But remember, I think this is what we're going. I think this, though, right? <clears throat> we got to remember, a lot of movies that were supposed to come out last year didn't come out because we're in the pandemic. So I don't know if, if we're getting movies now. That's why a lot of these movies are going to the streaming services. So a lot of these movies that were supposed to come out in the theaters, like, fuck it. We already spent the money. We already lost money. Fuck it. Put it on HBO Max, whatever. Or, you know, put it on Disney Plus. There's going to be a sucker that's going to pay 30 bucks for Premier Access. That's what we're going to call it, Premier Access. Or whatever the fuck we're going to call it. Sucker boring every minute. You know. Um, th- I don't know. I-, I really don't know. Um, if that was the case with this. Because I'm watching it and I'm just like, oh, this is serious. And, the, and, this, and, uh, this, and this is the most egregious. You can see the stunt people clearly, absolutely clear. Listen, the white boy he had in the movie, the, uh, the the detective dude, right when he was like coming down, um, um, on the um down from the stairs in the apartment building, <clears throat> right. You could clearly see it wasn't even a, it looked like an Asian dude. His hair was different. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, and I like paused it, right? Because I'm at home. Because when you're in the movie theater, you can't pause. I'm at home watching. I'm like. Oh, that's oh shoot! I really was like rewinding and and looking at the stunt people, and it's like, and they had a stunt person where there was like no action going on. Like there was one scene where they had a sister uh, detective, and she hit the the villain, right? But you saw the stunt person, but you didn't see the action of the of her hitting the person. And I'm just like, what? Why? Why you just didn't cut that scene? out or just reshoot that how do you miss that i didn't miss it and i'm i don't direct movies for a living 
So how do I see it? But you're the director and you have an editor and you showcase this before your executives before putting this out. And nobody caught that. Nobody said anything. They're like, yeah, fuck it. Whatevs. And that's what they said. Whatevs. I need to get in the movie industry. So I make my own movies. So there's no way if, if my name was attached to a project and I was a director, I would have let that scene in that movie. And this is something else it did in that police scene. They had the same people getting killed twice. They literally had the same people getting killed twice. And the, and the dumb thing was, they, were like, um, they had the one dude, they had the one brother cop, right? He got stabbed in the neck, right? And then they had another angle. I don't think it was the same shot. I think it was a different shot just done at a different angle. And he got killed the same way. I'm like, that's the same brother that just got killed. And then he had one, uh, he had one dude with the nightstick. He got killed. And then they showed the same scene again. It wasn't the exact same scene. It was like done at a different camera angle. So I'm just like, wait a minute. Why is it, why did they have the same kills twice in the same scene? Not only did you do it twice, you had two you, you did two kills twice with the same people. All you're doing is just making the, the scene longer. And listen. And it was my biggest problem with it. All right, so this this person, right, right, was getting shot point blank range. Nothing was happening to him. Because the twist at the end was it was homegirl all along. So that was the twist, right? You know James Wan is going to be a twist, right? You see all the Saw movies, there's a twist. So that was the twist. It was homegirl all along, right? Because the, the person was making, like, for some reason, the person was able to make phone calls but it wasn't explained how they were making phone calls for some reason and everybody thought it was the voice in the girl's head but it is a real person I don't know it was just all over the place and for some reason the mom had tapes of the psychiatry of the psychiatrist sessions and I'm like, why does this mom have the tapes of the psychiatrist sessions? Like, why would you give that to somebody for a daughter you adopted? I would have never have adopted this daughter if I knew she was going through all this bullshit. Because she had a parasitic twin on the other side of her body. So they tried to remove a majority of the twin and they pushed part of the parasitic twin in her brain. Which I don't know how that is, how that was possible unless you cut out some of the person's brain. But whatever, they didn't cut out, I don't know. But whatever, that wasn't really explained well. I do admit though, it was an original story, which I appreciate. What I don't appreciate is... The editing, you get you guys know me in editing. Don't appreciate the editing, and I don't I don't appreciate the execution of the plot. The plot was didn't make any sense. If this person was the was the was the if this homegirl was the person all along, how is she getting shot at point blank range and nothing happening to her? All you do is one thing on dialogue. This 
when the person appears, they don't feel pain or they don't acknowledge something, whatever, but it doesn't make any sense because you're a foreign object going into your body and you're getting shot in the back. So, you know, you have the spinal cord, you know, it's like, you know, you know, muscle tissues, you know, in the back, nothing happening. When you're getting shot at point blank range. Oh, yeah. And the one scene where the guy was coming down. Listen, this person was like contorting their body. Right? Down. They didn't go use the stairs. And this guy was using the stairs. And he was able to catch up to somebody who was contorting their body. And it didn't make any sense. At all. Right? And the and the and the girl she found her mom was gonna kill her mom for how she treated the parasitic twin. The twin was upset how the mom well, his birth mom treated her and he was going to kill his own mom for revenge. Never explained how he found her because we were always led to believe that she died. But she's been alive this whole time. But the parasitic twin knew how to research that. And also, this person was locked up, right? But the parasitic twin was able to... She like killed everybody in jail and... Like, there's like, four or five women in jail. And, but, like, when she was killing everybody, everybody screaming. No guard heard that not one time. There were no cameras in the jail or something like that. I don't, there was just, it was just too unbelievable. Listen, I'm all right for, listen, if it's entertaining, you can get a pass for something that's unrealistic. Okay, okay, perfect example, like. We watch a kung fu movie, right? And a guy's like beating up 30 guys at once. If the choreography is good, right, you get a pass. Kill Bill, right? Listen, I'll tell you this. Quentin Tarantino is, you know, is one of the masters, you know, or Yen Wu Ping, you know, Jackie Chan even. You know, these guys are masters of making you believe, yo, or, you know, or Bruce Lee and, into, you know, Enter the Dragon. Well, yeah, Bruce Lee could fuck up 30 people. That looked believable, you know. Um, um, and Django Unchained, when Django, you know, you know, kills all, the, you know, all the, uh, you know, uh, you know, all the white people on the, uh, you know, when he's shooting at everybody, you, you, you know, on the slave wranglers or whatever, whatever their characters are called. You know, that was so entertaining and looked like, you know what? Yeah, OK, I'm on this ride. This cop, I mean, see, this person, everybody's got guns on them. Everybody's got guns on them. Even though this person was contorting their body, right, kills all these police officers. Are you kidding me? There was like six, seven police officers in a, in a let's say, 100 by 100 foot room. Wait a minute, so you're telling me none of these police officers could have killed this person? Yeah, and and she, or for some reason, this person made it down in the evidence room. How does the person know where the evidence room was? We had never been in the police station to to put her outfit and this knife back on. How does the person know where the where the, uh, where the evidence room was? I can't just go into a police station and automatically know where the evidence room is. Look, what the hell was this movie? Story didn't make any sense, right? And if it's, if it's not going to make sense, it has to be entertaining. At least. The bare minimum. That is the... Uh, listen, if you're going to have a bad plot, 
be entertaining. Entertaining. Right? I will be on that ride as long as I'm entertained. And I was not entertained because the plot was bad. Right? And not only was the plot bad, the action didn't make any sense. I'm like, but this couldn't happen. You know what I'm saying? This could, and then the person escaped. And then the cop was like, yeah, call the National Guard. So this person escaped. You knew exactly where this person was going. You, we all knew she was going to the hospital to kill her mom. We all knew that. How many cops showed up? Not one cop. From another district, from another count, not one cop showed up. And this person literally just killed everybody in the police station. And another thing that was messed up, I'm, I'm really going in with this movie, nothing was messed up. She, she killed all the police officers except for the main two characters, except the main two detectives. So wait a minute, she just threw a chair at them. Wait a minute, why did you not kill them? Because they knew where you were going. Everybody knew where you were going. You're going to the hospital to kill your mom. Even though you don't know hospital room your mom's in, but whatever, you're going there anyway. Well, you better go down to the evidence room. I'm pretty sure you can find out where your mom was. Not one cop showed up. Nobody showed up. And the movie just ended. Right? Because like, she was like, uh, the character, the parasitic twin was taking over her brain. You know what I'm saying? Which was weird because she was watching these kills, but the, but I don't, it was it was just really weird. But then it was explained that she was that because they shared the same brain, the parasitic twin could take over her brain. Then it's uh, not <clears throat> not only did she kill like eight thousand people. At the end of the movie, the girl figured out how to take over the brain. At the end, and then the, the character says, "I'm going to get out one day." You know, and then she says, "But when you do, I'll be ready for you." Like, wait a minute! He's like, "I'm going to get out again." You know what I'm saying? And she says, "Like, well, when you do, I'll be ready for you." Like, I rather say, "Not playing. You ain't never getting out. I got control over you now." Like, you put her in bars, but what, you put this character in bars, but then the person says. I'm going to get out again. But then I'll be ready for you. But I don't know. It's just, it's just like, it's like we're trying to set up a sequel. Right? But you put the person behind bars. Well, you know, it's Hollywood. They always figure out how to make a sequel. But, but that's just, but my point is, though, it was just a stupid line to try to set up for a sequel. And listen, if, and I wish you just told original story, right? It looks, James Wan likes to be a part of genres. He likes to be part of the, the sequel that you saw with the conjuring and the saws. And you, you, listen, I, we, we got it. We know what you're about. Right. At the, at the same time, though, I don't know. I just was. Uh, not impressed. With this movie at all. But anyway, I, I got to get going, guys. I got to get I got to get ready for this game. Um, much love and appreciation to all you guys still on that ride with me. Um. We got a lot of love for you guys. Malignant, don't see, stay away. I spoiled the movie intentionally for you. This is Rock 25. Chill to craziness. Be great at it.